I think that a lot of people do know some Aboriginal people that just don't realise it. You look at my mum, she's English, you look at my dad, he's Aboriginal, and look at me, I'm a bit in between. <laughs> I haven't got the flat nose anymore, I sometimes wish I did. You know, just because I'm Aboriginal doesn't mean I have a flag tattooed to my forehead. Like most of them call me Auntie Lynn, and I'm happy to be their auntie, even though that I'm not. Because I am Aboriginal because of my DNA, not because of my lingo. I am Aboriginal because of my DNA, not because of my lingo. Meet the Mob, a podcast from 1233 ABC Newcastle with Jill Emerson. Subscribe at abc.net.au slash Newcastle. On Meet the Mob this morning on 1233 ABC Newcastle, I'm meeting John Schultz, who is a young man with an interesting history and a really bright future. You've got a good job at the moment. What is it, John? Oh, yeah, um, I've got a great job, actually. I just picked up a job on... Um Sand Dune Adventures, which is a um, tour guide company. So we take people out on tours for cultural tours, such as um, um, just for adrenaline rush, if you really want. But it's really awesome. We've got the big, biggest sand dunes in the Southern Hemisphere. And, um, yeah, so they're always getting bigger and bigger every day. What do you like about the sand dunes? Uh, what I like about sand dunes is... Um, not many people know that there's a freshwater river that flows underneath it, so all the greenery you see at Stockton Beach, you dig down and there's actually fresh water under there. Have you had a look down there? Yeah, I've dug for a couple bit of, bit of water and that's too. What does that water feel like, taste like? Oh, it's so cold. It's, they say it's better than tap water because it's purified through the sand and filtered through the sand. So it's nice and fresh and it's always cold when you dig it out. When did you discover that? I uh, discovered that probably the second day or the first day I ever went out on the dunes by my uncle, Aaron Taylor. How'd he know about it? Oh, he's been there for a long time and he's a real cultural man around here. Because we work at the Aboriginal Land Council at Warramai, so we have one company that we do with the sand dunes and then we have a cultural officer as well and then you've got all the office people and on the days that I don't work on the dunes, I try and get a little bit of culture into it. So on usually Mondays and Tuesdays, I'll be out dancing for kids that come from North Hamilton Primary, we, up, we do up to about 100 one day and then 70 the next day. That's pretty much the whole school. What kind of dancing? Just traditional Aboriginal dancing, shake a leg. Is that what you call it, shake a leg? Yeah, shake a leg for anyone. <laughs> I just love it. It's where I'm from, so I connect more through the dancing of it. So if I dance more than I read about it, it makes me feel like I'm learning more. So it's always good. What do you know about your Aboriginal family roots? Um... I know that we're from the Warramai people. Um, we've been here for a long time, and one of the first people here is with um, the Ridgeways and the Mantons. So there's a lot of us here. All of us are related through um, the family ties and stuff. So no matter what, you, if you see a black fella, you always wave and say hello because you never know. It could be your first, second, third cousin. John Schultz on Meet the Mob on 12.33, ABC Newcastle. 20 years old. John, you said you're always a happy person, but I understand that hasn't always been the case, that you uh, went through school, struggled a little bit. Uh, when we was in primary school, we moved around a lot, so mum was always on the piss, so we always moved to different places. She's always getting in trouble, so we moved to about seven different schools. I ended up down near Bega and all the way down near Naruma and Batemans Bay, and I did my year 10 all the way down there through the high school. And then I come up here to do year 11 and then I went off the tracks and went down to Sydney and drank and smoked and did a lot of dumb shit and then didn't go to school. One of the AEO officer from Hunter River where I moved to do my year 11 and I went off the tracks, um, 
he rung me up one day and said to come back up and finish school. So The AEO, that's the Aboriginal Education Officer? Yeah, yeah. Brooke he Roach. actually chased you. Brooke Roach, that is. Yeah. He actually t said if I wasn't going to get on the train and come up, he was going to come down and get me. So I was scared enough to get on the train by myself. And he picked me up from the Broadmeadows train station. And brought you back to school? Yeah, I ended up living, moving in with him and living with him for two years until I finished my year 12 and then I moved out with my woman and now we have a baby on the way in May. Wow, okay, a lot has changed. Yeah. Why did you say yes when Brooke rang you? Why didn't you just hang up and carry on the way you were going? Uh, because I was sort of getting sick of it. I knew I was in the wrong and I knew that I could do better and I didn't want to turn out anything like my mother. So really that was one of the biggest things in, with me. Like my family, they all, they all smoke, they all drink. I'm the only person that doesn't, so I've got to make a change in somewhere in my family line, so I thought I'd step up and do it, and now I've got a car, a job, and a family on the way, so I'm actually pretty happy that I took the time and took Brooke's advice and came back up and finished school. Sounds like that was a pretty important train ride. Oh, yeah, I had a big think about it all the way. It was pretty terrifying, but at the same time, I just learned to just put it all behind me and move on because I can't dwell on it because I'm not that sort of person. People see me and they think, oh, that's happy, John, so why don't I be happy all the time? I understand that you not only just got back into school, that you actually were acknowledged uh, by the principal of Hunter River High for your achievements. Oh, I was in year 11 and I ended up going to the South Coast Rugby League trials for the New South Wales schoolboys side. I made it all the way to the second division in it, so if I would have finished that, I would have been in the first, which was the New South Wales, but made me push on, made me wanted to do better in year 12, so it was a good achievement to get, so it gives you more of a drive that you try and do the same thing, see if you can get it next year. Did you finish your HSC? Yeah, I did actually, it was very awesome. First out of five kids to get it. How does that feel? Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm the second youngest, so shows that I've actually am going to go places and I can do stuff that I, if I put my mind to it. Do you drink at all? Oh, I have a couple now and then, but that's only with the footy boys, but lately I haven't had a drink in about three weeks because I've just been working full on and football season's over, so there's no point drinking. <laughs> I play um, rugby league with um, Brooke Roach, actually, our AEO officer um, for Teagard and Hawks up in the Mile Lakes. I used to play centre and then I moved into the second row, put on a bit of beef. <laughs> what else do you do with your spare time or for fun? Uh, for fun and spare time, oh, lately for the last three months I've been just looking after my woman. She's just been real sick with this baby on the way so yeah I'm just trying to support her as much as I can so really there's not much time that I do to, get, to do stuff. Come home from work, make sure she's okay, do what she wants. And then I'm even on the floor at the moment. How do you mean? Uh, um, I, when I sleep, I move around too much, so she doesn't like that and she can't handle it. So I, she kicked me out of my own bed and now I've got a single bed on the floor. <laughs> so just, just to make sure she's all comfortable, you know. You're only young. Yeah. Are you ready to be a dad? Yeah, I think I can handle it. It's just only because my sisters and my brothers, they've all had kids and... When I was young, we used to look after them a lot, so especially when they used to go out drinking, they leave the kids home. So I've nursed kids since they was born, so it's really nice, like a second language sort of to me. So I know what all was expected of and what I can do for the kid and make sure that's healthy and make sure it's tidy and clean and 
make sure my house and family is tidy and clean as well. Will education be important for your child or children? Yeah, it will actually because my woman actually tried to get out of school about start of this year and she only had a couple months left till it was finished and tonight I'm actually going to a year 12 formal. Yeah, she tried to quit on it so I was like, no, you can't because what are you going to do if we have kids and I'm the only one with year 12, they're going to quit because mummy doesn't have it. So uh, so I'm happy that we did because now we, they can't say they can't not go to year 12 because we didn't. That's ticking off one thing for the box. And what next? Do you have any dreams of doing any further education at all? Um, actually, I was thinking about that not long ago, about a couple of weeks. I was thinking about going to probably go back to uni and see if I can get a teacher's primary school degree or something like that because I'm really interested in teaching. That's what I wanted to do after school, but I had the year off instead of going to uni because I was going to go straight to uni and try to get a primary school teaching degree. So I ended up having a year off and I picked up work around March so now that I've been working there they've got big plans and big futures for me anyway so they're looking at um, full-time job by the ne- end of next year or end of this year so does that excite you yeah it does because I know that I'm always going to get an income then and all I gotta do is show up and look pretty well you're a very good looking man so you've ticked that box that's a good thing <laughs> you could always do some further education further down the track yeah well uni's always open and it's always an option for anyone so at the end, you're going to get the degree and you're going to get a good job out of it. And it's all about the money that counts and to make a better future for yourself and your kids. Because if you don't have no money, you're not going to have the education. You're not going to have all these things. You're going to rely on benefits such as Centrelink. And I'm over Centrelink, done it all my life. It's time to get my own job and start a new future for me and my family. John Schultz with me on Meet the Mob on 12.33 ABC Newcastle. It really sounds, John, like you've broken with history in your family. Yeah, well, I think I have because first one to finish school, I'm actually the first one to get my licence and a car that's in my name uh, and that's actually got insurance on it. So I'm actually happy about that. I just got my green peas, got off my um, reds. So um, none of my family's got their licence yet. It's really good to have your own licence and your own car. It just helps out a lot for what you want to do if you've got big dreams like I do. So, How big are those dreams? Oh, they're pretty big. Can't wait. By the time I'm finished, I should have, have, have my own house, two cars, probably about three kids. And I'm, I haven't told the girlfriend about that yet. So <laughs> she's going to be, what? I'm not pushing another kid. Anyways... <laughs> All wells ends wells. <laughs> and a nice job? Yeah, I'll have a nice job hopefully by the end of it. I'm looking at probably not running the place, but one of the head people in running where I work at the moment. So it'd be good if I can get in that stepping stone if I stay there and commit and put the effort in. It's great to hear your passion for what you're doing and your optimism about the future. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. I just hope everything falls into place. Hopefully nothing bad happens. Sounds like if something did go wrong, you wouldn't be afraid to ask for help either. Oh, no, with the people I'm surrounded by now, like, it's not so much my family, but you count them as family anyways. They took you in as family, so they're pretty much your family and they can pull me out of anything that I get into if I get into trouble or if anything bad happens, I can always count on them. They're always there. Sounds like they're pretty proud of you too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They are pretty proud. They call me their black kid sometimes. You are very dark. Is that why? Who I'm talking about is really Brooke. When I lived with him for two years, they just adopted me as their own black child because they're Aboriginal, of course, as well, but they've got um, 
fair-skinned kids, so... And they, I count them as my brothers. She's got three kids. You're happy to play that role? Oh, yeah, I'm so happy. The little one, Rylan, he still runs up to me today and sings out my name and says, Johnny, what are you doing, Johnny? <laughs> well, it certainly sounds like you're doing good things. Good yeah. luck with everything and thanks for being my guest on Meet the Mob. OK, thank you very much. Have a good day. You've been listening to a 12.33 ABC Newcastle podcast. For more, visit our website at abc.net.au slash newcastle.